Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome to another Fearless Friday. Um, there's no real life update for me right now. I am just trying to gear up for the weekend. I didn't get to take advantage of last weekend's warm weather. Hopefully it's like some type of sun and hopefully it hits 60 degrees here in New York. But as far as um, personally, I'm just trying to do better at taking my health, um, taking care of my health. I know that I posted on Instagram about um, having a slim, slimmer, you know, body but still being unhealthy as far as what I'm intaking into my system and so um thank you everyone who sent me just recommendations of what I should be doing uh what I should be eating different vitamin supplements that I should be taking in order to um increase my iron level since I'm not eating meats and just take better care of uh, my health because everyone who's listened to the podcast knows that I've had woman health issues um last year so thank you so much I really appreciate it but pretty much as a life update like take care of your body your health matters like this means nothing you know your pursuit of happiness means nothing overcoming your fears means nothing if you're not even alive to do it so make sure you're drinking water hydrate you know moisturize your skin eat your greens and have a balanced meal do some workout you know I'm right there with you so that's kind of my life update but without further ado let's get into this week's podcast guest This week's guest hails from Uptown New Orleans by way of Lagos, Nigeria. She is an international makeup artist working on projects for Kanye West, Beyonce, Rihanna, and more. She is also a show assistant to famous makeup artist Pat McGrath. She's worked internationally in Paris, Milan, and Rio on designer shows for Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Valentino, and Margiela. With 10 years in the makeup industry, her work has been featured in several magazine editorials from Essence, Cosmopolitan, to Vogue. Welcome to the Fearless Kia podcast, Fatima Shadari. Yay! Hey, y'all. Fatima finally came on my show, y'all. And she lived right around the corner from me. And I've been trying to get her on the show for like forever. (laughs) But she's booked. I'm here now. I'm here. Yes. Yes. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So I usually like to start out the episode with... What is your deepest fear? What is my deepest fear? Um, I don't know. I feel like I have quite a few fears, but I guess the one that stands out the most is for me is I guess um <laughs> being successful. Like I have, I've always had this fear of like you know, wondering if I would make it to be a successful person for, you know, whatever that means. Like being successful has so many meanings and that's something I've learned as I've gotten older. Like, you know, everybody's definition of success is different and, you know, ultimate success really and truly kind of, you know, it starts within you and like your happiness. Like that's where, you know, success comes from. Like now I know that, but like before it was just like, I was always wondering, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so your fear is basically not reaching your, what your definition like, of success is. I mean, I guess for me, like before I even knew I was going to be a makeup artist or whatever, I was just like, what am I going to do in the future? Like, you know, 
it was just kind of like this thing of having the American dream, you know, I got to make sure I have like a good paying job and, you know, I want to have the spouse and maybe the kids, the house, you know, that whole type of thing. So, um, but I think definitely career wise was something where I was like, okay, I got to make sure like, what am I, especially I was, I was a preform major, preform major in college. Mm-hmm. So for a while I thought I was going to be a pharmacist, which is kind of funny now because <laughs> that was, I don't know how I thought that, but for some reason I thought I was going to be a pharmacist and, um, yeah. So now that I've, you know, I've, now that I'm a makeup artist and I've been doing it for 10 years and I've had so many ups and downs in this industry that through all of that, it's taught me, you know, you as the person you define, like what, what success is for yourself. Right. So how do you, as in being in industry for so long and having ups and downs, how have you overcome those hurdles um, that you experience in your industry? Um, as far as like, what do you mean? Like the the the, the downs that you the, experience in your, in in your kind of career trajectory in the makeup industry. How have you overcome some of those hurdles or adversity when it comes to pursuing your definition of success? Right, because you're still on that journey. Right, but the hurdles that you have experienced as you're pursuing your happiness and what success is, how have you overcome them? I mean, there's been many hurdles as far as being a makeup artist. Um, you know, being a freelance makeup artist, it's, it's, it's definitely not an easy job. And I've done so many things for free. And, you know, I've, I've worked for people where I have to like chase them down for money or like thinking I'm going to get booked for a certain job and then it doesn't fall through. So, you know, it's like things like that, that happens. And, but, it's just my, my determination of like really wanting to make it and just moving further along every year into my career has, you know, just taught me that no matter if you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, but like, if you really want something, you just work for it. Like right. don't let it get the best of you. Just keep moving. Right. And that's what I've been doing. And you know, <laughs> it's like funny looking back. Cause like, sometimes I know I've been that person where, you know, you, you feel like you're not doing enough at times, mm-hmm. but just looking back now, it, I see that everything I've ever wanted and even more like stuff I never even imagined would happen for me, you know, it's happened. And I think that's all because I've stuck with it. Right. You were consistent. Yeah. So as far as um, you said, you're a freelance makeup artist. So that's been very tough, too, in this industry. How do you determine your rates? How do you set like your daily routine up? Because being a freelancer, it's a different ball game than someone who works in a nine to five. Right. So how did you figure out and navigate, you know, what your rates are, you know, not being able, you know, knowing your worth, your mm-hmm. value, not kind of being taken advantage of. So, yeah, like I was saying, like I've, I've assisted a lot. So me being an assistant has taught me a lot of etiquette and also too, as far as rates, like if you're close with a person, your assistant, or if they want to like see you make it in this industry, they'll like navigate, they'll help you navigate mm-hmm. this industry and tell you like for this type of job, this is the rate you're supposed to be getting. Like if this, if it's a day rate, if it's a half day rate, you know, because honestly, there's so many different rates that I get paid for, for jobs. Like, you know, like in, in it's like something I'm willing to take from one person. I'm not willing to take from the next. And it just really depends on like what the job is and, you know, the level of effort. That, yeah, like mm-hmm. that type of thing, the amount of hours, how many talent, all those things play into, you know, into place of like what your rate's going to be. So definitely having somebody in your corner, like who you can kind of like call to, somebody who's been doing it longer than you, who can kind of just help you 
navigate. And I, I have a few of those people, which I'm truly grateful for. Right. How did you break into the industry? Um, I started doing makeup in New Orleans. One of my uh, best friends, uh, Ashley, she was she used to she used to be a model in New Orleans. So like doing stuff locally, and I used to always go on the shoots with her. So. Um, I would always go on the shoots with her and every time I would go on a shoot with her, I would always ask a makeup artist like questions about mm. like just trying to figure out stuff from my from my own makeup. Cause being dark skin ten mm-hmm. years ago, like it wasn't a lot of options. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. trying to find people who knew how to do your makeup. I remember I would go to Mac and they would always put gold on me and I would hate it so much. Oh like God. and like now I love gold, but like back then that's like that's all they knew for a dark girl basically. It's like right. let's put some gold on her like that's what she, you know. It would be more orangey pigmentation. Yeah, like, that's mm-hmm. what they thought just worked. So, like, just going on shoots with her, talking to uh, different makeup artists, just really just to get pointers for myself. So, it's, it started off as, like, a hobby type thing. Um, and then eventually, I was like, okay, I like doing this. And then if people were going out, like, my family, friends, I'd tell them, come over to the house. Like, let me play on you. Like, let me mm-hmm. let me do your makeup just to practice. Like, it was literally just a hobby. And I had a lot of people encourage me, like, you know, you're really good at this. Like, you should try to go work at Mac, blah, blah, blah. And so that's what I did. I applied to work at Mac. But before Mac, I used to actually do lashes. Okay. I used to do lash extensions and brows in the mall. So that's, like, where I really first started at. And then from that job, I applied to Mac, and I got the job at Mac. And that was, that's... The rest was history. Yeah, you just, did literally. you relocate through Mac up, to, up here in New York, or you just decided that you I didn't. wanted to freelance here? I, um. When I came to New York, I didn't even really know I was coming. <laughs> like I had moved, I had left New Orleans in like May of 2011 and went to Atlanta with my sister. And just being in Atlanta, I was like, I'm not going to last here long. Like I don't like Atlanta. <laughs> like that is not the city for me. And so my brother was living here in New York and he knew I had wanted to come because I had originally planned to come in January of 2012. So like just talking to my brother in the summer, it was like July, I think. And I was like, I want to move to New York, but like, I don't have enough money. Like, I want to save, blah blah blah. And he was like, Look, you're never gonna have enough money. Word. Like, it's never gonna be perfect. He was like, Just come here, move here, find a job. Like, you could stay with me, and then we'll go from there. And that's what I did. Like, so I literally booked my ticket and knew I was moving to New York a month before I came. Right. In retrospect, what was the biggest lesson that you learned about taking a risk and betting on yourself? Because that's pretty when you, much what you. I did. mean, yeah. It's, it's like when you bet on yourself and you're consistent, like things will happen for you. Like if you show up, no matter, like you're going to have your moments where things don't go the way you want them to go. But when you show up and you're consistent, you will get results. Mm-hmm. And like I've been getting results every single year. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm still working on things, but results like I'm you know like I don't talk about and I don't talk about myself a lot but I've done a lot of like amazing things I've traveled a lot I worked around a lot of celebrities all that good stuff and like stuff and I never saw that for me either so it's like I didn't like I didn't really know that like when I moved to New York I was like okay all I know is like I like doing makeup Mm -hmm. New York is the city like I know that's where fashion is like that's where it is so I moved to New York I had no clue I didn't know anybody when I moved here besides Heather like Mm -hmm. that was the only person I knew when, when I moved to New York but as far as in the industry, I had no contacts. I mean, like everybody I know to this day, I just made I made those contacts through like meeting uh, meeting them through other people and like mm-hmm. me working on my portfolio that first year of me moving here. So, yeah. So you were out in the streets meeting like different people in the makeup industry and working I was and fine. building your portfolio. Did you build your portfolio via website, via like Instagram or like um, website? Okay. Yeah, I did it website because this was before Instagram was like so as popular and how it right. is like a content thing now. So I did, I went the website, the website uh, route, but 
When I first moved here, yeah, I, I didn't know anybody. So it's like I would follow a few makeup artists, people who I like. That's how I like I would follow people whose work I liked. And if I like if I liked what, what I was seeing them doing, I was like, OK, these are the type of people I want to follow. I would hit them up like, hey, do you need an assistant? Like mm. and I knew I was going to be working these jobs for free. Like but I was willing to do that just to get in, like to see what it was about. And that's what I did. I hit up a lot of people asking if they need assistance. I hit up a lot of photographers saying like, hey, if you're shooting any girls coming up, like, you know, I'm a makeup artist. I'm available. Like, you know, like a test. That's what we call it. A test shoot right. where everybody does it for free to get work for their portfolio. And so that's what I did for the first year and a half of me being in New York. And then eventually I was I was finally able to, like, launch my website and, you know, meet more people. So that's that was kind of like the beginning of where everything started. Right. I mean, I think it's very important, too, that before Shoot Your Shot with Shoot Your Shot, that you shot your shot with most of these makeup artists that you like to follow and was able to be like, look, I'm willing to work for free. I feel like that hustle. I'm not yeah. saying people don't hustle now in 2018, but the level it's, of hustle, I think people different. feel entitled. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, then, you know, that in like the early 2010, 11 year right. where people were like, I'm willing to work for free, you know, because now no, no shade. Cause you know, we're all about the self-empowerment, you know, yeah. movement. It's like, know your worth, know your value. And people don't <laughs> want to work for free. But I mean, it's still important to say that if you really are passionate about something, right. And you really um, want to pursue this as something that makes you happy, that you're willing to, especially when you're just getting your feet, on the ground to like work for free just for the experience, right? Because the yeah. experience is invaluable. So you are being paid, but you're not being paid monetarily right. for what you're doing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think assistant helped me a lot. So when I was able to finally start getting some of these jobs on my own, like I knew how to move on set. Like I knew how to be, you know, it, it taught me like how to be a, pro- be professional in those kind of, you know, in that kind of right. setting. So you know, assistant was great for me. Um, and some of the people I started assisting, like I still, to this day, I'm still like friends with them. I'll still help them out if they need help now, because a lot of those people like truly looked out for me. And especially when they didn't have to, they didn't really know me, but I guess, you know, the vibe between us was good. Like it was good energy. So like they looked out and so until this day now, if they ever need me to help them with, you know, do something, even if they can't pay me like a, the rates that I get paid now, like I, I go out and help them because, you know, I know I, I just I just knew how it was before anything I have now. I knew how I, I, I knew how it was, before, you know, when I didn't have any of these things, right. when it was just a dream, like me wanting to travel and me working on, you know, these different sets. And now that all those things have happened, you know, I don't I don't I don't I don't forget the beginning. Right. So and you don't forget the people who helped you along right. the way either. So I guess I wanted to touch on one more thing within the makeup industry before we transition topics. But, you know, as far as beauty trends and where things have been progressing over the past, let's just say 10 years mm-hmm. um, for you, has it been empowering to see the diversity within um, makeup? products that have evolved over the years as well as the um and you're not necessarily model you know picking models but Mm -hmm. seeing the different models or people that you've been working on over the past year and seeing that transition of where beauty trends is going are there things that you still feel that we need to progress in when it comes to the beauty industry (laughs) i mean take on on that i think as far as being like an african-american working in this industry there'll always be 
that room for like more growth. But right. I think if, I think in the last ten years, it's grown a lot, and I'm glad to see where it's gone in the last ten years. Like from you know high end makeup brands to just drugstore. Like now there's really stuff that's available for everybody right across the board, which is great because you you know. Like be in the past, like if you if you especially like being somebody on a darker skin tone, like to get stuff in your shade range, like you'd have to go more the like the Mac route, the more expensive route. Like that stuff wasn't available to you in drugstore at all. Right. So now you have all these brands like drugstore makeup is like bomb now. So right. <laughs> you don't even really have to like spend all this money on makeup now. You can go to a drugstore, you can get stuff that's just as good as a uh, high quality or you know more designer brands um and as far as like the models and stuff in the industry i think that's also come a long way but um, do you feel like it's a trend like you know what i mean like brown and black i mean a part of me does feel like it's a trend but Mm -hmm. you know like that the girls have always been there like here and there but i wish we were more like um you know i i I just feel like when you're black working in this industry, it's it's. I don't feel like there's there's usually room for more than one or two of us. It's mm. always like, okay, these are the girls and these are who like we're sticking with right now. Even with me, like I'm usually, which I which is sad to say, like I'm usually the only black person on most of these sets that I'm on, mm. like always. And you know that's something I've just become used to now. But you know, a lot of times when I'm working on set, you know, I'm like, damn, where where are the people that look like me? Just keeping it real, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not not to say that I have any issues with anybody on these sets, but I know how it is being like a young black girl wanting to make it in this industry, industry you know what yeah. I mean? So, and, it, and there's many more people out there just like me who want to be working in these same type of industries. So, I'm always wondering, like, where are they? So, anytime I can help people, like I do, you know what I mean? Because yeah. It's it's a hard industry to break in for sure. So once the team of makeup one <laughs> class is happening for young brown and black uh, girls, you know. I mean, you got New York City, man, like you know, like I said, you gotta want it, and you just gotta, you gotta, you also have to have a level of taste too, because like now, also before, like ten years ago, there wasn't so like now everybody wants to be a makeup artist. Like it's very trendy now to be it's a like makeup you can artist. Do it on your own. Yeah, like every but a lot of people like, and I'm not, I'm not technically trained like i didn't go to school i'm just i'm self-taught too but you know some of these people who do makeup now like everybody isn't good and i get that everybody has to start somewhere because i also started somewhere you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but you have a lot of people who i think are in this industry now for the wrong reasons and in that reason it's money like makeup make being a makeup artist is very much a trendy thing now so i think you have a lot of people who are just in this industry because it's like a quick like let me make money type thing right you know what I mean? So it takes it takes much more, and I, and I and like I don't do personal makeup. So for me, which a lot of people don't know, it's like I work on jobs all the time, and like I won't see that check for like maybe two months from now. You know what mm. I mean? So being a freelance makeup artist, you have to know how to budget your money because you never know when your checks are coming in. Like it, it, it's it's a lot more than me just picking up makeup brushes and going to set. You know what I mean? Like I have to really know how to balance my money and um just sending out emails like it you know it's like yes i do makeup and my job is cool and i've had like i've I've done some fun things but it's also like a business and mm-hmm. like i don't get paid like a person who just does personal makeup i wish but you know that's one of the things that's definitely one of the downfalls of this business being a freelance is like the whole issue with your money and i, I think in 2018 like there's no reason why a lot of brands and whoever shouldn't be paying us like electronically now you have like 
Chase Quick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, have, you have Chase Quick Pay, you have Venmo, you have mm-hmm. all these things now. And like I'm telling you, a lot of times I'll be waiting Chasing weeks checks. and months, mm. sending emails, waiting for a check to appear in my mailbox. That and I'm I'll go check it and ain't there yet. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's one of the things that's definitely a downfall. But you know. But when that check comes, it's all worth it, right? (laughs) When when the check hits. When that check hits, it's all worth it. I'm happy, but I got to chase for it. Yeah. Well, just to transition a little bit, I want to go into more of you personally. I know that you are preparing for um, a big surgery that's coming up. And (laughs) and so I wanted to kind of chat about kind of why you decided you wanted to do this. First of all, tell us what's what the surgery is, why you decided to do it and um, what it means to you just as some, as in another goal, personal goal for you, as far as you being on that journey to individually make yourself um, happy and kind of overcome those fears of things that you may have um, had holding you back from Mm -hmm. actually taking the step, (laughs) taking the necessary steps to make the surgery happen. Um, Well, um, I've decided that I'm going to go ahead and do surgery and get a breast reduction. That's something I've been wanting for like, I'd say at least the last maybe eight to 10 years. Like mm-hmm. I've been wanting this surgery for a long time. Um, but it, and it's something that I never thought out. It's something I never thought would happen. Like when you thought about plastic surgery, like back in, you know, back in the right. day, like I thought that was something that only like celebrities and rich people do. You know what I mean? Like, right. You'd be I'm, like I'm poor. Like, how can I afford to do surgery? You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to, I want to get my breasts done because I mean, like they're like, I have big boobs and like all my friends, like everybody loves my boobs. I've always <laughs> had positive feedback from people in my life who's close to me around my boobs, I mean, around me who just like, mm-hmm. It's like always been a thing where like they're like, oh, they're pillows or they're like, so, mm-hmm. like, you know, as far as my friends, like it's always been positive feedback as far as my boobs. But for me, it's been a thing of just like, like, ah, you know what I mean? Like I, I've I've just had issues with it for so long and it's made me like so insecure about like clothes and just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I hate to say it like for, you know, from a vanity point, but it's like, yes, yeah, like. I have big breasts and it's it's hindered me from like wearing a lot of stuff. And now I've just gotten to the point where like I'm annoyed. And for a long time it was um you know, most people when they decide to get this surgery it's because it's usually for medical reasons, like, oh my back hurts right. or like whatever. And that was never really the case. Like they never really caused me to have like back pains and all that. I think more recently I'm starting to get a little bit of pain. I don't know if that's just because I'm like gotten a little older and like carrying my heavy makeup kit around New York that I'm starting right. to experience like a little more pain. But um yeah, I've just decided that I wanna go ahead and do it and I'm like I'm finally happy and like I'm nervous too that but I'm I'm glad this is happening. Like right. I'm look I'm so forward I'm so looking forward to like the day when they're like healed up and I'm and then we, we just Right. We're gonna go on a tour. Are you are you afraid were you afraid to like that this day would come as far as like, okay, I know I wanna get this done, but then I guess my question is like what prevented you from actually taking this step in up until now um well i mean i i just the thing the thing is like i've always wanted it right but i never did anything to actually pursue getting it done mm. so it was just like a thing of like me always dreaming like one day one day i'm gonna get my breasts done like i'm gonna get it done and i never did anything until about two years ago 
I actually, um, t- two years ago, my little cousin got it done. So, like, she was, like, that was the first time I had somebody, like, around me who was who, who, close to me who got it done. And she's younger than me. And I just saw what it drastically did for, like, her self-esteem. Not to say that she was, like, a person. Right. You know, because I think people think when you want to get surgery, like, they automatically think, like, oh, this person has, like, super, like, low self-esteem or whatever. Right. But, you know... I just saw what it did for like I could tell she was so much happier that she got them done. And like and and, and, and until you're a person who has big breasts, like you never you know, you never you're gonna, gonna know, know what that, what that person like, yeah. yeah, you're mm-hmm. never gonna know what that feels like. So I'm like my cousin got it done two years ago and like I'm like, okay, she's younger than me. If she can do this, you know, I I've never had surgery before in my life, so that was also one of the things where I'm like you know, I want it, but I'm like, I never had surgery. Like, I'm scared. You know what I mean? Right. So when my my younger cousin went ahead and did it, I was like, Okay, that's when I started like kind of getting serious like okay I think I want to do it so I did a consultation with a plastic surgeon and you know I went to I went to her plastic surgeon actually and like we did a consultation it went good but you know nothing nothing ever came from it. it's a very expensive surgery at that right and this I have to okay. pay for, yeah and, like my cousin got hers done luckily for her like through her mom's like insurance but that's not the case for me so I'm gonna have to pay cash for it right um and so yeah and then my sister got it done last year so it was like my younger cousin got it done and then my younger sister got it done last year so you so were like, like okay on, I'm like everybody I'm like everybody around me getting their breasts done it's my turn next basically <laughs> I was like I don't care it's my turn next so yeah um you're like no fair I'm just gonna do it yeah just lean into last year I, I kind of just started like doing my research and I, I made the decision like I'm I'm gonna go through with this and I've been saving my money and now the date's set. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that's listening that have imperfections when they come to their body or body issues. You know, I have my own and things like that. We all I'm do. Like, Ooh, child, when I get this amount of money. I mean, you know, I got my eyes done. Because right. I was like, I ain't about to be out here. No no shade, but I ain't about to be out here keep squinting, trying to see things. And then had these glasses. And then if I don't got my glasses, I'm SOL. It was like this process of like... I really want to be able to wear a full face beat makeup, and, you know, beat face and makeup Same. and go out. And I had to throw on glasses on top of it. And then I got to take them off so that's you get the photo. Of my, that's one of my other back issues. On. We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll work on that in the future because I also wear glasses. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, it was like, okay. So there are all of these little things that we all have individually, um, insecurities about ourselves that we want to change or we're afraid. Like I was afraid as shit to get the, that lace Listen, I just feel like life is too short, right? Like... Life is too short. If there's something out there that you want to do and, you know, especially if you have the means, go ahead and pursue it. Like, you know, most people, when they get these type of things done, they never regret it. If anything, they're always like, damn, why didn't I do this sooner? Yep. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like I said, I got the means now. The date's been set. Like, it's happening. And I'm very excited. I can't, like, I, I can't wait. <laughs> it's happening. I'm telling you. Look, I can't wait. Look, I'm telling you, if you, like, I concur exactly with what you said, Fatima, because I would have never, I would have waited forever. Because I was like, oh, these are my eyes. Yeah. I'm going to go. You know, I was thinking the worst. And that was the other and thing. And that's what you do. Like, you, you, I think the worst outcome, instead of like, okay, stay positive and just know that you did your research. You researched the person who's going to be doing this. You asked all the questions you asked. You, you have insight from other people who have got it done. Right. At this point, it's like... Say a prayer up yeah. and go on lean And that's how it. I feel. I feel like I've done all my research on my doctor, just on like, just, you know, the whole process. And so now I just, I feel good about it. I, everything's in God's hands now. You know what I mean? Like Lonnie I put, that we just got to wait and 
to the date and see. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. It's nothing I want to stress about, right? Like, if I'm going into surgery, the last thing I want to do is be kind of, like, stressing out about that type of thing. I want to be in, like, a positive mindset. And so. And relax. Yeah, like, I'm happy about it. Like, this is a day I've been waiting for for a long time. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> New year, who this? Okay. New booze, who this? Well, another thing that I wanted to chat with you about is kind of what you mentioned earlier about that you had this idea like, okay, my personal dreams is to like, you know, maybe have the kids, maybe have the love, you know. So I like to do this to all my guests and kind of delve into the personal dating relationship aspect of your uh, <laughs> of your personal goals to, uh, you know, get to happen because you could be happy in your career, right? But not happy in your personal life. And so, like, right. blending the two and finding a balance here in New York for you, um, I guess, kind of take us through what you, where you're at right now when it comes to love, family, and, um, just finding a balance between that and your career. I mean, I think right now I'm in a good place, um, you know, as far as family as I mean, I'm single, so I don't, I don't, I'm not dating anybody, but I just think my mindset right now towards everything is, I just feel like I'm in a good positive space right Right. now. So any issues I had in the past with like family or whoever, you know, I've, I've just come to a place now where I've let that go. And Mm. like, I'm just, I'm moving forward. And I know now that I can't change things about people and I can't want things for other people more than they want them, you know, like, cause these are, these are things I used to stress out about, like me wanting shit more than another person wants it, you know, that type of stuff. So now I'm kind of just like rolling with the punches, to be honest, you know, um, and like however like, like however that person feels or whatever however I feel it just it's just kind of like a it is what it is type thing now you know what I mean so right. I'm just taking everything day by day like I I'm the type of person where I like I can overanalyze anything girl me I too. used to be that way you know like and I'm not saying that I'm not that way anymore but I've kind of like let that go a little bit because mm-hmm. it just it does it's, it does no, no good for you honestly so right. overanalyze worrying about things that you, can't <laughs> like, even, that you don't, it, don't have in your control at yeah, all yeah it, it does you no good so i've just kind of you know i'm just taking it day by day okay so we, we stepping out and dating this year hopefully you know <laughs> I, I mean i want to but yeah so. where they at though where where are the guys okay you know we're approaching summer 18 we have Drake who dropped Nice for What, aka we don't have to be nice to y'all. And like, <laughs> I just want to know where are the good guys at? Like, where where, where are y'all? Because I don't need the, oh, all the ones that want to come up to New York for the summer because they know it's lit and be in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. you ain't about shit. Right. We talking about the about shit guys I mean, that i guess they're around I, I i have faith that they're somewhere right like i'm not i'm, I'm not giving I'm, I'm not like bitter to the fact where i'm like oh my god all guys ain't you know niggas ain't shit type thing right you know what i mean but i don't, I don't know i'm just and that's another thing too like i'm just i just want to have fun and enjoy my life and mm-hmm. if i meet somebody i meet somebody like i want to like i don't want to be you know i won't be the cat lady <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not trying to be that girl. i'm not trying to be that girl but you know, I'm not stressing about it either. Like, right. I've never been a person who's who's dated a lot anyway. So okay. for me, it's just easy because I'm kind of used to it, to be honest. Yeah, that well, that's good too, right? Because you're not, you're not like <clears throat> the old me where we used to like, okay, one guy, date that guy, let me date this guy, mm-hmm. and then let me date that guy. And then you're dating all these people, but you're not really 
taking into effect what you really like and what you don't like and learning from it and not. And so you're just jumping, 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 jumping to a point where it's like, girl, well, what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. You know, because you're just attracting the same type of individual. You have the same type of guy in your mind. But it's good to be like, all right, I'm good. I've been good on my own. I mean, I will make room for the right person. I mean, when that's, the right that's person definitely my along. mentality. Like, I feel like I'm I'm definitely that girl who I've done a lot on my own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so if I do meet somebody, yes, like I. <laughs> what? No, go, 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 go. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, if I do meet somebody, and yeah, like I gotta feel like it's worth it. Some like you, you know, like we're both bringing something both to the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need. Like, I don't need any a guy for, like, petty stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't... For me, it's not worth it to, like, go on a dates because I want, like, free meals and shit like that. Like, not every now. I'm growing. I can pay for my own food. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. So, my question that I was going to ask you was, do you feel that you provide an open <laughs> and vulnerable energy <laughs> for these guys to come you know when when they when you're ready you know Whoa. because that is a thing that i know <laughs> that i know that you know as women do where we're like look i don't really need one but you know if it comes along and we this you know and we, right. we both see each other at the same pace and i'm fine with it but do you provide that open space for them to enter if they ain't got no window I mean, to, enter to be into, honest to be honest probably not right like just to be honest, but I'm, I'm working on. I'm really am working on it now. Like these are things that I've just kind of like recently sort of discovered about myself. You know what I mean? So I I feel like I'm working on being vulnerable in general because I'm just not that girl. Like I, that's just my mental my mentality. Like I got to be strong. Like I got you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I actually am working on just being more vulnerable in just all aspects of my life. Not even towards dating. Just you know what I mean. Like shouldn't happen, shouldn't life happen? So right, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm working on it. So nope. to answer your question, probably not, but it's a work of art. We working, <laughs> we working, we progress, and we moving forward. I, I've, I've acknowledged the problem, right? Right. Like, that's the first step. First step. So we'll see. We shall see. So just to kind of close things, uh, close things out, and wrap things up. What do you affirm will happen in your life? In the next five years, what are you claiming? Five years. Yeah, will happen. <laughs> well, I'm definitely claiming more money. Come because, on. <laughs> I mean, I, I do live in New York City, so like, let's not front. It's very expensive to live here, so definitely want to be making more money. Um, in the next five years, what else? I feel like I would like to own some type of. I mean, I'm like kind of my own business owner now too, but something I, I feel like I will, I want some type of uh, like secondary income, something I like I own or I don't know. I, I I don't even like just some type of business or whatever, something that's which I also I guess kind of goes back to the first one, <laughs> which is like all like you know it's not all money based, but yeah, I just want to like have my own stuff because. I think the older I get, like, I don't know how much I'm going to want to actually just do makeup. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. it's not even about, like, I just want to have some other kind of thing where I have a stream of income coming in, but I'm not actually going out and to actually do somebody's makeup. So some, I would love to do something else that's beauty related in the beauty industry. Because, um, I mean, I love beauty. So yeah. if I even if I got to talk about it or, like, do events, that type of thing, I would love something like that. And... 
Hopefully in the next five years, maybe I'll be in like a serious relationship. Yes, you claim you you questioned. You said it with oh. a question. You said that with a question. Well, the inflection <laughs> in your tone said, okay, all right. maybe I'll be in a relationship. Right, no, so. you gotta claim that. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. In the next five years, I'm gonna be in like an awesome relationship. That's that. Healthy. Healthy, awesome. Yes. We're, we're gonna be having a great time. Yes. Wait, now I have like one more question and I thought about that. Like for brown girls um, that are looking to break into the makeup industry um, or beauty industry, what would you advise them as far as if they're going through it right now and they're still trying to overcome some hurdles when it comes to like really moving the needle in their career? Mm-hmm. What would you advise them um, to do? I mean, I think if you if you if you're a makeup artist, I, um, I think the first thing is try to figure out what avenue you want to go. There's so many different ways you can go as far as being a makeup artist you could do bridal you could do fashion like me you know what i mean like you could work celebrities you could do commercials so i think figure out what you think what area you're gonna want to work in the most because they're all so different mm-hmm. so i think once you figure that type of thing out then you can maybe start finding like more like-minded people like people who are more interested in this and you're you know interested in the same thing as you because when if you have two people who are like interested in this, you know you guys can help each other type right. of thing. So I think find somebody who you guys have this, you have the things in common with, and just stick with it. Honestly, like things will pay off if you really want it. Like just keep practicing your craft. If you really want it, it's gonna happen. Just stick with it. Just stick with it, even through like the rough times. Like it will, it will turn over. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I am a testament to it. That like when you want things. They will happen. There's been many times where I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't know what, what the future was bringing me. And it's it's always brought me something good. Like, I can honestly say, like, it's always brought me something good. So even when you have those moments where you just kind of, like, you're lost, you're confused, you don't really know what's next, you got to pray about it. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It A, a, a leaf will turn. Yep. So I usually like to end off the episode with a quote that ties into my guest's fear. And so this week's quote is, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. John D. Rockefeller. So don't be afraid to leave what seems like, this is comfortable. This is good. I'm doing, I'm in my little, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in my little bag right now. To go for more. It may, you may feel like you may be taking a risk Mm -hmm. that we talked about earlier and you may not know what's on the other side of that, but it could be so much more rewarding to, for you to be great versus just being good at what you do. Yeah. And I think that everybody is trying to be, I mean, of course, to be successful, we're all trying to be the greats amongst the greats Mm -hmm. in what we do. So that is the, uh, quote that I wanted to end off with you guys. Um, thank you so much, Fatima, for joining the show. For having Talking me. beauty, love, <laughs> surgeries, everything. everything. <laughs> um, it was much appreciated. It was my Scorpio sister, y'all. Our birthdays are literally a day apart. Yes. So um, thank you so much for joining everyone that's out there listening. I hope you have a great Fearless Friday. I'm wishing you all love, light, and many blessings. It's your girl, Fearless Kia. Until next week, we out.